Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited for today's episode with Hannah Brown. She is so sweet and I really loved talking to her and I felt like she was so open, which is so rare for a celebrity to really be open and vulnerable. And I really appreciated that. It also doesn't hurt that she's a Libra. So obviously I love her. Before we get into that, we got to talk about White Lotus. So if you don't watch just skip ahead and start the Hannah Brown part. But if you do watch, we need to discuss some things. Okay. I mean, I feel like the first thing that we have to start with is Daphne and Cameron's relationship. It's so funny because you go into this show and you're like, oh, like Aubrey, like Harper and Ethan have such a bad relationship, but like Daphne and Cameron have the perfect relationship. And you leave this show being like, Daphne and Cameron have the most fucked up relationship and Harper and Ethan have the most realistic relationship, right? Like they're a couple who has kind of lost their mojo, like is not as attracted to each other anymore. Clearly, you know, have been together for a while. And then you have the contrast of Daphne and Cameron's relationship where they are all over each other all the time. But with a price. And I thought that from the first moment that Daphne kind of like kidnapped Harper to take her on that trip, it immediately, immediately hit me that like, this was a girl, a woman who was acting defensively, like didn't want to have to do these things, but kind of felt like she had to. And it's so funny because I get accused all the time of like, oh, you're telling girls to play games, blah, blah, blah. Not at all. Like what the like to compare it to the rules a little bit, like the rules are just to like get the person in the relationship. Right. And once you're in the relationship, you shouldn't be playing these like mind games with one another. And we're going to do a whole episode on 9010, which still is not a mind game. It's just kind of like a state of mind. And I, I just feel like Daphne knew that Cameron was the way that he was when she married him and, or maybe she didn't know, maybe they got married, maybe she found out and she is a smart woman. And she's like, I want to stay in this marriage for whatever reason. You know, I didn't say that she worked. Maybe she likes the perks, like, uh, you know, maybe she just genuinely really loves this man and she wants to stay with him. Maybe she doesn't think that she would be able to do better, even though she's absolutely stunning. Or like, maybe she doesn't think that there is a world in which 
a man can stay loyal to you if he is, you know, successful and handsome. And so she's decided to stay for whatever reason, knowing that he isn't loyal to her. And in, I guess, defense of her, like just preserve, like self-preservation, she, you know, retaliates. And, and we asked a question on Instagram, like, do you think that Daphne is sad or she's empowered? And most people said sad. And then a few people said, is there a both option? And I really resonate with that. I think she is sad and empowered. I think she's she's sad. And the re, the way that she reacts to feeling sad about this relationship is by trying to gain some sort of empowerment by retaliating. So like you heard what she said about like the trainer, you know, the trainer possibly being the father of her, one of her kids or maybe both, probably just one. And you could see in one of the last scenes when their son is FaceTiming and he's like, where's daddy? That Cameron is like pissed and in the mirror and like he makes a face and he doesn't want to come over because I think he knows, you know, and it's this sad like back and forth kind of game of them both knowing what the other person is doing, but not being able to do anything about it. And I don't think Cameron realizes that it would stop if he were able to stop, but it's evident that he's, that he's not stopping. And then with the Ethan and Harper thing, I think that unfortunately it took Ethan noticing his friend or like, you know, just another person recognizing how hot his wife is for him to realize to like have that jealousy, that spark back for him to realize it. So maybe he had a hundred percent, not 90, 10. Maybe he was a hundred percent sure that, you know, Harper wasn't going anywhere and he wasn't that attracted and he needed that kind of zhuzh to be more attracted to her again. And you see in like the last scene, like they have sex and who knows what happens after that. But I think that, you know, it's true that some relationships need that kind of je ne sais quoi, like mysterious aspect to reignite that flame a little bit. And actually, you know what, while we're here, we'll get into 9010 a little because I don't think it's enough to do an entire episode on, but I messaged my friend who's the one that basically told me about 9010 yesterday. And I messaged her and I was like, Hey, you know, um, will you, I need your help to explain for an upcoming episode, the 90, 10 thing about having 90% security in your relationship, but that 10% insecurity and that helping it work. I said, how can I describe ways to keep that 10% of insecurity and fear other than having like your own life and girlfriend time, et cetera. And my friend said, I might say the 10% is about maintaining a little bit of the mystery slash being independent and making sure your spouse, significant other sees you in the same way that the rest of the world does. Somewhat unique to each couple. But for me, it's about exuding that kind of confidence and feeling really good about myself. And then she joked, my ex-boyfriends all still call me, which helps. And that's really what it is like in a bottle. That's, that's really what it is. It's like, you want your partner to see you the way that the world sees you. And Ethan was starting to see Harper as like, not, not attractive and not somebody 
that has like life in her and, you know, anything that he would want. And when he started to see her the way that the world sees her, the way that Cameron sees her, the way that, you know, the other guests see her, whatever it is, he started to reignite that spark. So there is something to be said about that. The rest of the show, I mean, was just amazing. Portia obviously did all the wrong things, but it doesn't matter because, you know, obviously Jack would not have been interested in her anyway. He was dating the uncle or hired by the uncle or who even knows that situation is pretty crazy. I really didn't think that they were going to kill Tanya. I thought that they were going to frame her for cheating because of the infidelity clause in her prenup. But I guess they were going to kill her. Do I think that Ethan and Daphne had sex? I do. Uh, I really do. And the reason is because if they hadn't had sex, then once when Ethan and Harper were at dinner and Cameron and Daphne came over to sit, Ethan would not have been comfortable with it, I don't think, unless he like had something now over Cameron. And so I think them having had sex made it more comfortable for him to like coexist with them at that dinner. And other than that, you know, it's kind of sad. You can see Albie kind of like hardening from the situation and you see how like a nice guy goes from a nice, genuinely nice guy to like more of a guy with a wall up or, you know, a hurt people hurt people because obviously this, you know, sex worker played him Lucia. And that's like the beginning of, you know, him getting hurt. And luckily him and Portia exchange numbers at the end. And obviously there's that idea that they get together, which would be so cute. What else to note? I mean, it was just a phenomenal season. It was so well written. And I think my favorite like characters were Harper and Ethan and Daphne and Cameron, because it was just so interesting to like see their dynamic. Um, Oh, and lastly, I actually had an argument with a friend who basically said, she said that her husband would have like, if the situation happened with Cameron and Harper, like how Ethan found out that they had made out or who knows if they did more, She said, I asked my husband if he would have been mad at me if I was Harper when she was telling Ethan about what happened with Cameron. And he said, more mad at Cameron. And I said, why? That really makes no sense. He should be more mad at you. You're married to him. Cameron isn't. And she said, I feel like it's healthier. Cameron like took advantage of her and hit on her. I think he'd be more upset with me, but more mad at Cameron. Like like Cameron does this with all the girls that Ethan likes. And it was his wife this time. And I don't agree. I think end of the day, no matter what your history is with someone, if your own spouse cheats on you, you need to be more mad at your spouse than anybody else. You can be mad at the other person too, but you ultimately should be more mad at your spouse. Like there's no reason to go punch someone. The problem lies within your relationship. Um, And anyway, I'm really excited for you to listen to Hannah. I have a major vitamin D deficiency and that is why I feel seasonal depression. That's why I just 
don't feel good about myself in the winter months. And it's really hard, especially because there's no way I'm moving from New York City anytime soon. So I have to take a ritual. I just have to have this ritual of a vitamin that's going to help my diet. Because over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 don't get enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% don't get their recommended daily daily omega-3s. Rituals essential for women... 18 plus multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. They have nutrients to help maintain brain health, bone health, and blood health and provide antioxidant support. I wake up every morning and I take my ritual multivitamin and I'm telling you, I have seen a difference in my day to day. Like I know that by doing this, I'm making myself a little bit happier than I could be. Sometimes I might not even get out of bed if it's not my ritual multivitamin that I know I'm going to take. That's going to make me have a better day and a better experience, especially during these cold months. A published clinical study proving the effectiveness of a multivitamin is a big deal and a serious commitment to the first of its kind standard in the industry. So this is no joke. Ritual is truly amazing. And right now they're offering my listeners 10% off of their first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Acme and turn your healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash Acme. I was so happy last Sunday when I got my Saqqara delivery because I knew that first of all, I wouldn't have to cook all week. And second of all, that I'd be eating amazing food. And let me tell you, the menu this past week was fire. Like the most amazing salads, the most incredible barbecue burger. I was just loving it all up. And this year, you should be giving yourself a gift that you know you'll enjoy. With Saqqara, you'll feel good all season long with healthy and nutritious meals that taste amazing because your health really truly is the greatest gift of all. Saqqara is also something that you can gift a friend. Maybe they're curious about what it's like. If you don't know what Saqqara is, it's a wellness company that makes thoughtfully curated meals and supplements to be your source for a feel better holiday. So I always take their probiotics. They also make an amazing detox tea, but most importantly, their plant-rich signature nutrition program is expertly designed to nourish transformation from the inside out. And you can design the meal program to match your lifestyle. You can switch things out and in. Plus, they even brought back their sweet, salty, and dairy-free cheesy holiday popcorn trio, a delicious holiday party favorite that sells out every single year. You don't want to miss it. And now you can give the gift of well-being with Sakara's Holiday Shop, which has limited edition gifts and digital gift cards, which are sure to spread joy this holiday season. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Acme and enter code Acme at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Acme to get 20% off of your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited to be here with Hannah Brown. Hey, Hannah. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing amazing. Awesome. So we usually start with how old are you and where are you from? I am 28 years old and I am from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but I live in Santa Monica, California. Love it. And what is your current relationship status? I am in a relationship. 
uh, have been for about over two years now in November. It's going good. <laughs> love it. Love it. And how did you guys meet? Adam and I actually met on Hinge. I was on the dating app my first time, like doing anything like that for like a week. But it was so funny because I was like getting over some like other relationship ish stuff. And I booked a trip to Cabo and made a Hinge profile. I'll, I'll never forget it <laughs> with one of my girlfriends. And both uh, were definitely worth it. So. I love that. What was the first thing said? Like, did you reach out to him? Did he reach out to you? Yeah, I think what like anybody that's like, oh my gosh, it actually like worked for you or I can't believe you did that. Like, I think I didn't take it very seriously. And so like, if I saw a guy that I thought was cute or interested, like I immediately would be the first one to like their picture, do whatever. So like, I was the first one to like, like his picture, but he was the one that like made the date. And I think that like one of my girlfriends is like going back on the dating apps and I'm like, I cannot do the small talk on there. Like, Mm. I love that he, well, there's another cute story, but that he like, we talked like for like a little bit and then it was like, Hey, want to go to drinks on Thursday? And I'm like, yes, because I don't want to waste my time just talking to somebody for too long before actually just seeing if this is going to work or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so much better to get it to in-person right away. What's the other cute story? So the reason that I liked his, he was obviously handsome, but it was funny because on both of our profiles, we had this, the same type of picture. He was like on a skateboard or something on this street called Cabrillo in Venice. And I had a video of me on a bike, like a super cute little video, like on a bike on the exact same street. Like you could see the street and that's where I lived. And he did too. We lived three houses down from each other. And I, and yeah. And I like, liked the photo. Then he liked mine. He was like, Hey, like, can't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, said something like noticing that we were on the same street. And I was like, yeah, like that's my neighborhood. He was like, no way mine too. And so I feel like that was just like serendipitous because that was just like how we got the first conversation in and like, what are the odds? That's so cute. I love that. And like when you went on your first date, what were some kind of like green flags that stood out to you that you were like, this is a good one? So I have to be completely honest. The other reason why I got on the dating app is I had just started YouTube and I was like, okay, this is my first time like really going back into like dating I'm going to make content off of it. Yeah. So I had gone on like two-ish, three-ish dates from Hinge. One of them was like a double doozy, like where you go on one like for lunch and then the other one was dinner. So with another guy. Got to maximize that time. Yeah. So I'd had a few dates and they weren't the guy, but it was still fun to just start going out and I had made some content on it and it was doing pretty well. (laughs) Like people like to see, and I wouldn't like share them. I would just go into the bathroom like during the day and video it and like give an update and just share little tidbits. And I I had planned on probably doing that on this date, but I was actually trying to record another YouTube right before this date. And my camera kept dying and I tried it for like the second time and then 
it overheated and I was like, I'm so over this. So I like message him and I'm like, I need a margarita. Like, can we like meet in 30 minutes? And I'd already uh-huh. changed the time like twice, Yeah. which like at this point, I can't even believe he still went out with me. Um, <laughs> and then the date was like, like a mile from my house. So I was like, I'm just going to ride my bike. So I rode my bike, had like no makeup on, wore like just like this ugly sweatshirt and a beanie and rode my bike over there. So I'm sweating by the time I get over there. And I remember I'm coming across the corner and I kind of see him and I'm like, oh shit, he's like really hot. And I yeah. just, like, he looked cute on his profile, but I always tell him now, like we could have worked on this profile a little bit better. And I'm like, oh crap. So I like, take my beanie off and I'm like, get my hair a little shake. And he, I was like very chaotic energy. I walk in cause I'm like stressed cause that, I've moved the date up and then I was late for the date on my bike. And it was just a lot. I'm like, this is, he's really seeing like the worst side of me right now not the best like first impression. And as soon as I came in, it's like, he's in just the way that he is now that we've been together. Like he has such like a calming grounded energy. And I was totally not that. And I remember like him looking at me, like he was just like amused, not like annoyed, but like, okay, this is kind of like, like he was charmed by it all. Yeah, yeah. He's sitting down and being so flustered, but then also like maintained like his groundedness, like didn't come up to my level, but like, was amused by it and then helped bring me back down to like, I could have a conversation. And that was like the first thing I was like, wow, like a, he's so good looking. He had great style and he is somehow not put off by this, but finds me charming. So I just found him really like calming and safe. So that was like, like, that was like in the first few minutes, I'm like, oh, wow, this is not what I expected it to be. I love that. I love that. So I have to get into your astrology a little bit because you're a Libra, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm a Libra too. And (laughs) we notoriously, it's very difficult for us to choose. So I always joke, like if I was on The Bachelorette, I have no idea what I would do. Do you think that it was that much harder because you're a Libra and you're always like, you know, weighing what's the best choice? I... Oh my gosh. Yes. Like (laughs) I have the worst. I'm sorry. There's like a dog, like barking crazily at my neighbor's house. I'm so sorry (laughs) about that. But no, I have the worst time making any decision in life because I really, I mean, I truly am a Libra. Like I read my birth chart and I'm like, this makes so much sense. And then my like, what is it? My moon's a Taurus and then my rising's a Scorpio. And we're just like, it's just kind of like madness. Yeah. Um, But for sure that makes it really hard and getting back into dating i think just in real life like after going through that experience and being the bachelor and making like maybe not making the best decisions i didn't trust myself at all because it's like Mm. already hard for me to make decisions i'm coming back into this trying to date and that's why it was good for me to be like a little not too serious about it but then I met this guy who was so great, but I, I we definitely had struggles at first because I'm like, I don't know, am I supposed to just like get into this relationship? I don't know if I'm like fully ready for this. Is this the right for, is this the right person? I was, and it's, I go into this parlor, but wait, this is supposed to be fun. Now I've met a good guy. I don't know. Do I want to like sabotage it because I'm not ready for it because I'm not really ready for it or not? Like that was the first like several months for sure. For me, just getting out of that cycle of 
having a hard time making decisions, feeling like I made the wrong ones on a very public platform when everybody Mm -hmm. just cares about what I'm dating. And so getting back into dating, I was having all those same fears, but just handling it in a way of almost like not making any decisions at all. Right. Right. Like crippling. Like, yes. uh And when is Adam's birthday? May 16th. So he's a Taurus. Oh, so that makes sense because your moon signs in Taurus and we're like very often attracted to our moon sign or the opposite of our moon sign. So that makes okay, a lot of sense. You guys are a good that. match. Yeah, you guys so are a really I've, good match. I've been wor- <laughs> like, if, I was like, I don't know if our astrology is a good match or not. But yes, like I'm actually a lot more like introverted than people believe. And his like calm groundedness, he can make decisions is really appealing for me. And it's great because I naturally want to be like at home and, and feel like safe. And I think he brings like, he's also like a homebody and brings that safety to me and can help me when I'm struggling, when trying to make decisions. He's so great at that. And yeah, yeah, I feel like we're a good match, but I didn't know like, no, you definitely are. I mean, the, I don't really believe in like the sun sign match thing. Like it's, your entire chart matched with theirs is how you really know if you're a good match. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like a double Taurus and I can't remember what his other sign is, but. And is, is he your same age? No, that's another thing. He's, I've always dated people around my same age, like maybe a year or two different, two or three max. And he is seven years older than me. So I think that also makes a big difference in just the maturity of our relationship. Totally. And yeah, like he doesn't like at first, like he wasn't going to take some of my immature bullshit. And I think right. I was like, that's hot. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I like uh-huh. it. But my mom always thought I would date somebody older than me. I like be with somebody mm-hmm. older than me. Cause I've always been a more like older soul. Like when I was younger, I would rather hang out with the adults than the kids my age. Like I would hang out with the moms. Yeah. Yeah. I was like that too. Yeah. So I I don't know. So she was always like, I just feel like you're just a little bit like of an older soul and we'll be with somebody a little bit older. My dad's nine years older than my mom too. So it's not like that weird for me because of parents. No, I don't think it's weird at all. Yeah, I think it's perfect. And also like guys mature so much slower that like you're probably on a closer level than you think. Yeah. Have you ever had to shower at a guy's house that you're dating and you just look up and their situation with their shower head, it's like crusty and nasty. And you're like, I am absolutely positive that taking a shower where this guy lives right now is going to give me horrible acne and terrible hair. Well, that person needs to get Jolie. If you haven't heard of Jolie, it's a filtered showerhead, basically. And you are getting to the root of the problem and eliminating the contaminants preventing you from your best skin and hair. Jolie is built to remove chlorine and heavy metals, which are the main culprits causing damage to our skin and hair. 
you really don't want to have a bad situation coming from the water that you're putting on your body, thinking that you're cleaning yourself. I have had an amazing experience since installing my Jolie. Like I know that if I have bad skin, which I still sometimes do, it is not from my water that I'm showering with, which is so amazing. And when I come back from a trip to be able to shower, knowing I have Jolie there to filter my water is the best feeling ever. So if you know a guy that, you know, uses that three in one body wash and needs a better shower head, definitely send him a link to Jolie, maybe get it for him for Christmas and check it out by going to jolieskinco.com or follow them at jolieskinco on Instagram to learn more. Get filtered shower water at www.jolieskinco.com. It's the holidays, which means that you might be spending a lot of time with your family, with your loved ones, which also means that you might be hearing a ton of their stories, most of which you've probably heard already, but some which might be new, which is really exciting. And have you ever wanted to capture those stories? Because maybe you're tuning out a little bit, but you know that you're going to want to hear those stories again and again and pass them on to your next generation and so on. Well, StoryWorth is the exact thing for you. Basically, what StoryWorth does is every week they'll email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection, like what's the bravest thing you've ever done or furthest you've ever traveled or favorite moment with your wife or husband. All they do is reply with a story. Then after a year, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories, memories, and even any photos into an exquisite hardcover book, creating a very valued keepsake and something that you can either keep for generations or pass along as a gift to your parent or your grandparent. It's really amazing. And millions of stories have already been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. Get started with your loved one for the holidays. And before you know it, you'll be cherishing those timeless stories for generations to come. I made a StoryWorth book for my parents last year leading up to our wedding with just like the, you know, memories of COVID and just being quarantined together. And that's something that we'll cherish for a long, long time. Help your family share this story, their story, this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash Acme today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash Acme to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash Acme. But because he is seven years older, I'd imagine that he's thinking about, you know, like settling down and having a family soon. Have you started those conversations or are you kind of just like living in the moment? You know, recently we have talked about like, what are the next steps? I think there's been a lot going on in both of our lives. Like, I feel like 2023 for both of us are going to be, it's going to be a year of making some like, tough transitional decisions. And I was definitely like, (laughs) I think I had like, honestly, like just some trauma from the shows that I've been on with relationships and like, I really want to get married. Like, do I want to have like, even like, do I want to have kids? Do I want like this, this life that I, I literally went on national television because I desperately wanted it so bad. And I kind of was in a season of just like, I want to 
work on me and not be like so desperate to have a relationship. And then this amazing relationship comes about. And I was definitely having like a lot of internal struggle that Adam was aware of. Like I I was very honest, like upfront of like, Hey, this is not what I was looking for. I was not looking for like a serious relationship right now, but that was all he was really like, Hey, like this is where I'm at in life. Like I'm looking for like a partner. And I was like, shit. Mm -hmm. But it was all because of being scared for me. And like I said, he just continually like proves like that. He's like, just like a safe comfort. Um, and someone I just really enjoy being around and like loves me like in a way I've never been like loved before, but still getting out of my own way was really difficult at the first part of our relationship. But now, yeah, I'm really interested in what those next steps are for us. It makes me so nervous. Yeah. Like, and it's been a definitely like a new discussion that we've been having a lot more, but we actually, I'll be honest, like we, we started going, he went to couples therapy with me to talk about it because like, it was something I'm like, I'm totally getting in my own way right. and getting in the way of this relationship from just not really trusting myself or trusting like anybody else. And I think that was also like huge to like, see how he's been so supportive of me and all that I've kind of been through in this part of my life. And our couples therapist is always like, you're my favorite couple because y'all can just like talk to each other and communicate so well. And he can like hold my fears and I can like hold some of his, but he's definitely holding a lot more. Totally. <laughs> and so, yeah, we've like really been working on helping kind of me get there because like you said, he is older and he is like so sure and yeah, I'm excited for what's ahead, but it's been like such yeah. a journey. It's for me. it's hard. I mean, you're also 28. Like you're in the middle, not to like be woo woo with astrology again, but like you're in the middle of your Saturn return, which means like a lot is changing for you and like mm-hmm. will change from now until you turn 30. And so I think it can be like, it's so funny because especially like, you know, where you grew up, I'm sure everyone's married with like seven kids. Everyone. But like when yeah. you live in LA or New York, it's just, different and things happen later. And like we, there's just so much going on until we are like in our thirties. And it's just, it can be hard to think like that you're doing something too quickly, even though it like isn't technically. And especially when you compare to, you know, the South and like other places, but it can be, it can be scary to like get on board with that. Yeah. And I kind of like, didn't, like you said, like living here, I haven't felt like I was really behind when I go back home sometimes truly it's been this way up until the last few months like I'm like oh I am not ready for that but I think I also there are like health things going on for me that I really had to start thinking about these decisions of if I want to have kids a little bit sooner sooner than I thought I would and you know that makes you like thinking of a relationship of like the relationship you're in a lot more like, is this person I want to be with? Is this person I can see being like my lifelong partner, somebody I could have kids with. And when all those answers are yes. And, you know, there are external things that I don't really have control over. Like, I think I finally am like, Hannah, like, why are you being so like resistant? Sometimes like getting in my way of, of what is like naturally the next step. So 
it's been such a huge perspective shift that I've had from like, you know, where I was when we first started dating to where I am now. But I think that also it's, it's coming from just the character and that he shows me every day in our relationship totally. um, yeah. that I hadn't experienced yeah. before. Right. I mean, when you sure. go from like toxic relationship from all these toxic partners and like whatever it is, and then you have someone who's like totally normal and safe and like good, it can be like, oh, is this, is this normal? But like, it is the yes. actual normal thing. Yeah. That's what a lot with my therapist a lot. It's like, no, like for you, sometimes and I don't want to say it's boring. It just, I'm used to chaos. Right. You're used to like I'm the up and down, like the, oh my God, I love you. I hate you. You know, making up, feeling like just so hurt. And then to have that, like you have such that like deep pain that when the guy that I was in a relationship with would like affirm me or validate me, it was like, oh my gosh, this is so special. And it's right. like, no, yeah. <laughs> that should be like daily, like that they validate and affirm who you are and your feelings and not like just tear you down every other day. And so, or make you question. And so for me, I was used to that feeling for so long. And like, we don't have that. Like we genuinely have not, we don't argue. I think the biggest fight we ever got in was over him trying to make my mom's pound cake. And it was yeah. like, and at one time over a cookie, like I'm telling <laughs> you, those are the two that I like think of. And I'm like, wow, I was just really hungry. and being right. Of right. But we just communicate about everything. And if somebody's like feelings are hurt, like it's talked about, or we give like it a little breather. And like, we've had hard community, like, it's not that this relationship I tiptoe around things. No, I feel like I, I can't like it's. I can't let something fester. Like I have to talk about it. And we have had, like I said, really hard discussions. But it's just really cool how in this relationship everything is like settled, and both people feel validated and yeah. things in a way I didn't know was possible. I also didn't see that like in my family life either. So it's like very, very new for me. And that's why, you know, for us, it wasn't, we were having like really any problems, but like my nervous system didn't understand what a good relationship felt like that felt scary to me, a good relationship to have somebody that would do therapy with me for that was also like another like huge green flag that he just wanted to support me and our relationship. And it's helped him just as much as it's helped me. Right. And that's so amazing. And like for people listening, so inspiring that like you recognize that couples therapy would be helpful for you instead of just being like, oh no, like therapy is like, you know, when you're giving up and whatever. And that's not the case. Like therapy is such a preventative thing that like if more people went to before they got married, they'd be in a much better place. And especially when you come from a family or like, you know, a dynamic where you didn't see that secure relationship, like your attachment style probably is avoidant and you have to like figure out how to change it to secure. Oh, it's anxious avoidant. Attachment style is definitely what I have or what I'm trying to change into a secure attachment. And it was interesting because like I said, like, I think I was the one that really felt like I needed it for our relationship, for us to continue in our relationship. But it's been really cool that it's allowed Adam, I think sometimes 
you know, I'm the one that came into the workshop being like, I'm fucked up. Like I've got some like serious stuff I'm like trying to work through. And are you sure you want to be with me? Is kind of like how I felt. And I think for him in his life, like he's always been the one that sees everything in this like positive way. Mm. And so for somebody to be in a relationship with me, like he's always trying to like be the one that encourage or the person that's lifting up. And I think when you go to couples therapy, it also helps you recognize the dynamics that you're already creating and then allows the person that's maybe trying to help the one that's seemingly having to figure out things. It allows them to figure out the things of why do they sometimes not express how they're feeling. And it's it's allowed him to be able to come in and learn how to express when he's not okay in a way that I don't think from his past, right. he knew how right. to express when he's not doing okay. That just, he didn't feel like he could. So it's been just like so great for both of us. And I think I would like encourage anyone that's like in a relationship that's like thinks, especially if they think it's like someone that they could see themselves with to like do couples therapy before marriage or just to help with facilitating those hard conversations in a way that makes it really gentle and just respectful. Because mm, yeah. we've talked about, like I said, some like hard things, like not fun conversations and done in a setting like that. It's just strengthen our relationships so much. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I'm so happy that you guys are doing that and that you're open about it. Going back to some fun show stuff, what was Mm -hmm. Dancing with the Stars like? Oh my gosh. It was so hard. It was hard for me mostly because emotionally I was not stable. Yeah. And just gone through a lot of, I never imagined I would be on any of these shows. I never really watched Bachelor, Bachelorette. And I went straight from being the Bachelorette into like, like a month later training, like getting done with all the press to training for Dancing with the Stars. And I just wasn't completely supported emotionally. I didn't know how to support myself emotionally. I'd never really done therapy before to like this all consuming biggest distraction I could find, which was dancing with the stars. It was, I'm so thankful for it. It was amazing. Like I will watch back clips or watch the seasons, uh, like the past seasons. And I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Like, just like so proud of myself. And it's so, it's one of the, the best reality TV shows just to watch of just watching people like just get better. This, these amazing performances, but emotionally, it made it really hard for me. And physically, it was obviously like so demanding. Yeah. It was like eight hours a day dancing. You just put your body like through the ringer because you're not, our bodies aren't used to that. We are not professional dancers and no. we're training. Yeah. Professionally. So that was really tough. But like I said, it, it's, it's amazing. And I'm so proud of my time on there. I think it would be so great to do it a little bit more stable. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like I'm like, dang it. I wish I could like really know what I know now and just like embrace it fully. But yeah, like one of the things I'm like the proudest of. Yeah. I mean, you were amazing on it. What's your advice for someone listening who might be, you know, like getting over someone or trying to get over someone and watch and like have to watch them move on and, and be with someone else? Well, I first say like, 
it's hard. Like it can be so painful. I think my biggest advice is, and I know it's like you hear this all the time, like it just takes time, but like it really does take time and a lot of self-reflection. I think one of the things that helped me the most anytime I got out of a relationship is making, I, I journal a lot, but like making lists of what I like loved about that relationship, what I'm missing from that relationship. But then trying to, it's it's really easy to have like, to remember things different than what they were, like mm. when you're missing someone, so but hard. to really remember the things that, that weren't going great and that you want, what do you want different? It doesn't even have to be like shitting on the person, but it's like, what do you want different in the next relationship? And really trying to focus on that. And then also like giving yourself a lot of boundaries of like mute them on. If you don't want to block them, mute them. Don't stalk their new partner. That's so hard. That is just like hurting yourself and your whatever relationship that you have moving forward. Like you're never going to be fully open to meeting somebody else. And I like, yeah, I've really struggled with that in the past. And it took me... I remember right before the show, I had been in this like relationship that I thought I would, it was toxic for sure. But I was just like, it was like the first time I had experienced, like I loved this person, but there was a lot toxic about it. And I was so sad, but it honestly, like one of the things I'm so thankful for from The Bachelorette is it finally helped me like get over that. I went on dates with people that I didn't, I normally wouldn't. I I saw that the world is so much bigger than that relationship. And mm-hmm. that there there are so many people out there that you, I can genuinely connect with. Was it that big love that I'd had? No, but it reminded me that I can connect with so many different, different guys and, and have feelings with other people. So I think giving yourself enough time to like heal from it, but then taking that step to get back out there, I think is really huge. So crucial. And I love what you said about remembering what didn't work. Like I always say, make a list of the things that weren't so good about this relationship, about this person. And then every time you're like, oh, I miss them. Or like, oh, I'm jealous that like Jane is with my ex. Like read the list and be like, oh, wait, Jane has to deal with X, Y, and Z, you know? Oh my gosh. One of my friends she has a list on her phone about she would it says like when i'm sad about whoever and it goes through all the things remember that time when he did this yeah remember when this happened and he said and it she's like every time i read it i'm like my it just helps me so much because yeah there were a lot of great things about that relationship but there's a reason why we didn't work out and i remember she read the list and i'm like Oh my gosh. Thank goodness you're not with him. Yeah. And it just it like just going from being like sad to then being able to be like, oh, I'm so much better off. Like it I can't totally. wait for a guy that has all these amazing qualities that this guy had that I do want and more. And I don't have to deal with all this other shit. Yeah. And there are guys out there like that. Totally. I think a lot of times all loves are different too. Like I do give validate even though it was like a very toxic love like i do believe that i was i've been in love before but as we grow and as we mature our love looks different Mm. and to be able to acknowledge that and accept that i think is also 
really important because we're growing and changing. And so it's like the love that we expect and receive and give. I think sometimes, like you said, like I can think back on my relationship with my high school boyfriend and it was so exciting and fun and dangerous and this, but it was also really hurtful and painful and caused a lot of just cycles that I had moving forward and how I viewed myself and myself in a relationship. So in that season, it was beautiful in some, right? It was, but every time I've gone to a new relationship, I've learned something different and something more about what I want in the next. And I think it's just continuing to just move forward and not just continually go back to all the good times. Yeah. Agreed. And really well said. How do you balance public and private life with Adam? Like, what do you, how do you decide what to post on Instagram versus like keep just the two of you? Yeah, I definitely feel like I put a lot more boundaries on my life now being in a relationship with somebody who's also like not in the public eye. Like that's not where his background, like he came from. I love to share like about our life and like, it's fun. And he, he's so great. He'll be like, yeah, let's do this TikTok or like, let's do this. But I do try to put more limitations of just our day-to-day life. Like I don't want to be on my phone constantly, first of all, like, I think I've put probably I need to be on it more than I am. But yeah, I definitely think there's a balance of making sure that he doesn't feel or I don't start to feel like everything is for for everyone else to see and not just for us. Because there's some moments that are just special for us and doesn't have to be filmed no matter how freaking cute it is or how funny it is. But then it also is great, I think, to have fun with social media, to be encouraging, um, especially because I do think we have a really healthy relationship and to be able to encourage like other young girls that have kind of like seen themselves in me through other times in my life where, you know, I was like looking for a relationship or had gone through a hard breakup or whatever to encourage. I think that that's really great too, but it's just, it's all about the boundaries and talking to your part, like talking to Adam and seeing what he's comfortable with too. It's not, you know, he, like he didn't sign up for this, so but he's so great about it. And actually is more the person that's like, Hey, like maybe we should film this. I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right. So he, he's so great about that. I'm really thankful for that. I love it. And speaking of strenuous shows that you were on, Let's talk about special forces. I can't believe that. I mean, just like watching the trailer, I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is so scary. Like, how how did you feel filming it? And like, how did you trust that you weren't going to die? Like, some of those tasks. The special forces world's toughest test was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And it, I was definitely apprehensive about doing the show because the show started in the UK and it's like one of their like big shows there. So I saw like a trailer of what they did and I was like, how is this like, okay. Yeah. Like Like, how is this legal? It's, it's not as bad as it looks. And I will say it's actually a lot scarier in real life than all the things look. I'm like, people will never have any idea what this was like. It was some of the harshest conditions that you could imagine. 
not only were the tests like super physically demanding and scary and like putting all your like fears to the test, it was the living conditions that were actually the worst. I mean, the bathroom situation for me, like was horrible oh because my God. Did you have to like we, poop in like a hole in buckets. Oh my God. They forgot to tell us how to clean out the latrines. So you would go to the bathroom with like 50 flies on your ass. Like <gasps> no joke. Like it was honestly. And so I started to be like, I was finally the one that like was scared of the directing staff. Cause if you ask them anything, like it feels like you're going to get yelled at. And I was like, this is not healthy. Like there's something going on. And they had forgotten to tell us that you have to put like dirt over every time you go to the bathroom. Yeah. And we didn't do that at first, but you'd be going to the bathroom right beside like Danny Amendola, like this NFL player yeah. with plywood in your head is sticking out. So <laughs> you're like, Hey, what's oh up? my God. So you get like really, really close in a way that I did not expect to get close to some of these people. Who did you get the closest with? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think at different times, we, you, we all get super close. I mean, I think the girls always just have, you know, like a natural like bond together. I mean, Carly Lloyd, she's like an amazing athlete. She was so great. Beverly Mitchell, who's like an actress, but also like a mom was like definitely like the mom that like helped me so much. And we got really close Nastia Lukin, gosh, Mel B. I'm like actually obsessed, obsessed with. Like she me too. Is, she is so <laughs> funny and just like helped the morale of the group so much. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Lynn Spears, somebody I was like a little like, oh, like interested that she was like on the show. Like right. I didn't expect was actually like also just so funny and like everyone loved her. And just a great encourager too. So like, I'm just truly blessed with the group that I got to do this with because you learn very quickly that you are not going to, I hate to say like survive, like everything was temporary, but like get through this experience or get out of what you want from this experience without leaning on the other recruits throughout the process. And so I'm like really thankful for that. We have a group chat. We're all like super close with each other because nobody will understand it. Like I said, like when you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, wow, that's really intense. Or when people watch the show, they're going to see it one way, but it's, you can't imagine just how hard it was because it's just the everything it's doing the physical tasks that you'll see, but it's the living situations, the mental space that you're all in because there's no breaks. It is, you're like living in a simulation basically 24 yeah. seven. It was really, really hard, but I, I'm so glad that I got to do it. Yeah. I can't wait to watch. So before we end, what is a quote or piece of advice, Hannah, that you can share with our listeners? Something that has just like helped you throughout the years. Maybe it's something from your book. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact quote, but it's actually something that I learned on this show that I did that I think about a lot. There was a medic on staff. Um, his name was Dr. Jamie, and he was also in the Special Forces. He was a Navy. He's from the UK, but on their SAS is what they're called. And he told me that there's a certain quote that they say, and I, I'm, I will misquote it, but basically it's like, 
that everything is temporary. And I think that is so true in life, especially going through something so difficult when it feels like, I don't know if I can finish this course or this season of my life is so hard or this heartbreak is so painful. It is true that everything is temporary. And that is something that's really helped me just like in my own mental health journey and my relationships when we're in certain seasons and in facing any new challenge, I think is the biggest thing that I can see in my own life. That is true. It's not just a quote that, you know, sounds good, but it it has provided so much truth in my life that every season is temporary and I will get through it, that I am resilient no matter what struggle or hardship, there's always another, there's always another side. I love that. I love that so much. Where can everybody find you, follow you, watch the show, read your book, all of the things? Yeah, well, I am on all social media platforms, Instagram, at Hannah Brown, TikTok, all the things. You can go to my link in my bio and there's all where you can find my book. You can find my book, God Bless This Mess, anywhere where books are sold. And make sure to tune in to Special Forces World's Toughest Test on January 4th. I think you're going to love it. Um, It's going to be on Fox, so make sure to check it out. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.